God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. For the beauty of the earth, for the beauty of the skies, for the love which from our birth over and around us lies, Lord of all, to Thee we raise this our hymn of grateful praise. For the beauty of each hour, of the day and of the night, hill and vale and tree and flower, sun and moon and stars of light, Lord of all, to Thee we raise this our hymn of grateful praise. For the joy of ear and eye, for the heart and mind's delight, for the mystic harmony linking sense to sound and sight. Lord of all, to thee we raise this our hymn of grateful praise. For the joy of human love, brother, sister, parent, child, friends on earth and friends above, for all gentle thoughts and mild. Lord of all, to thee we raise this our hymn of grateful praise. For each perfect gift of thine, to our race so freely given, graces human and divine, flowers of earth and buds of heaven. Lord of all, to thee we raise this our hymn of grateful praise. Our God will be, manif will be made manifest. He will not come in silence. The God of gods, the Lord, has spoken and summoned the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. Out of Zion's perfect beauty he shines. Our God comes. He keeps silence no longer. Before him fire devours. Around him tempest rages. He calls on the heavens and the earth to witness his judgment of the people. Summon before me my people who made covenant with me by sacrifice. The heavens proclaim his justice, for God himself is the judge. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our God will be made manifest. He will not come in silence. Offer to God the sacrifice of praise. Listen, my people, I will speak. Israel, I will testify against you, for I am God, your God. I accuse you, lay the charge before you. I find no fault with your sacrifices. Your offerings are always before me. I do not ask more bullocks from your farms, nor goats from among your herds. For I own all the beasts of the forest, beasts in their thousands on my hills. I know all the birds in the sky, all that, all that moves in the field belongs to me. Were I hungry, I would not tell you, for I own the world and all it holds. Do you think I eat the flesh of bulls? or drink the blood of goats. Pay your sacrifice of thanksgiving to God and render Him your votive offerings. Call on me in the day of distress. I will free you and you shall honor me. 
Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Offer to God a sacrifice of praise. I want a loving heart more than sacrifice, knowledge of my ways more than holocausts. But God says to the wicked, How can you recite my commandments and take my covenant on your lips, you who despise my law and throw my words to the winds, you who see a thief and go with him, who throw in your lot with adulterers, who unbridle your mouth for evil and whose tongue is plotting crime? You who sit and malign your brother and slander your own mother's son, you do this, and should I keep silence? Do you think that I am like you? Mark this, you who never think of God, lest I seize you and you cannot escape. A, thanksgiving of, a sacrifice of thanksgiving honors me, and I will show God's salvation to the upright Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Father, accept us as a sacrifice of praise, so that we may go through life unburdened by sin, walking in the way of salvation, and always giving thanks to you. I want a loving heart more than sacrifice, knowledge of my ways more than holocausts. Listen, my people, and I will speak. I am the Lord your God. From the book of the prophet Hosea. Thus says the Lord, Return, O Israel, to the Lord your God. You have collapsed through your guilt. Take with you words and return to the Lord. Say to him, Forgive all iniquity and receive what is good, that we may render as offerings the bullocks from our stalls. Assyria will not save us, nor shall we have horses to mount. We shall say no more, our God, to the work of our hands, for in you the orphan finds compassion. I will heal their defection. I will love them freely. For my wrath is turned away from them. I will be like the dew for Israel. He shall blossom like the lily. He shall strike root like the Lebanon cedar and put forth his shoots. His splendor shall be like the olive tree and his fragrance like the Lebanon cedar. Again they shall dwell in his shade and raise grain. They shall blossom like the vine, and his fame shall be like the wine of Lebanon. Ephraim, what more has he to do with idols? 
I have humbled him, but I will prosper him. I am like a verdant cypress tree. Because of me you bear fruit. Let him who is wise understand these things. Let him who is prudent know them. Straight are the paths of the Lord. In them the just walk, but sinners stumble in them. I will heal their unfaithfulness. I will love them with all my heart, for my anger is turned away from them. I will avenge their blood. The guilty will not go unpunished, and the Lord will dwell in Zion, for my anger is turned away from them. From a treatise on the incarnation, but of, from a treatise on the incarnation of the Lord by Theodoret of Seir, Bishop. Of his own free will, Jesus ran to meet those sufferings that were foretold in the scriptures concerning him. He had forewarned his disciples about them several times. He had rebuked Peter for being reluctant to accept the announcement of his passion. And he had made it clear that it was by means of his suffering that the world's salvation was to be accomplished. This was why he stepped forward and presented himself to those who came in search of him, saying, I am the one you are looking for. For the same reason he made no reply when he was accused and refused to hide when he could have done so. Although in the past he had slipped away on more than one occasion when they had tried to apprehend him. Jesus also wept over Jerusalem because of her unwillingness to believe she was so bent on her own ruin and upon the temple, once so renowned, he passed sentence of utter destruction. Patiently, he put up with being struck in the face by a man who was doubly a slave in body and in spirit. He allowed himself to be slapped, spat upon, insulted, tortured, scourged, and finally crucified. He accepted two robbers as his companions in punishment on his right and on his left. He endured being reckoned with murderers and criminals. He drank the vinegar and the bitter gall yielded by the unfaithful vineyard of Israel. He submitted to crowning with thorns instead of with vine twigs and grapes. He was ridiculed with the purple cloak. Holes were dug in his hands and his feet, and at last he was carried to the grave. All this he endured in working out our salvation. For since those who were enslaved to sin were liable to the penalties of sin, he himself, exempt from sin though he was, and walking in the path of perfect righteousness, underwent the punishment of sinners. By his cross he blotted out the decree of the ancient curse. For as Paul says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed be everyone who hangs on a tree. And by his crown of thorns he put an end to that punishment meted out to Adam, who, after his sin, had heard the sentence, Cursed is the ground because of you. 
thorns and thistles shall it bring forth for you. In tasting the gall, Jesus took on himself the bitterness and toil of man's mortal, painful life. By drinking the vinegar, he made his own the degradation men had suffered, and in the same act gave us the grace to better our condition. By the purple robe, he signified his kingship. By the reed, he hinted at the weakness and rottenness of the devil's power. By taking the slap in the face and thus suffering the violence, corrections, and blows that were due to us, he proclaimed our freedom. His side was pierced as Adam's was, yet there came, not, there came forth not a woman who, being beguiled, was to be the death-bearer, but a fountain of life that regenerates the world by its two streams the one to renew us in the baptismal font and clothe us with the garment of immortality, the other to feed us, the reborn, at the table of God, just as babes are nourished with milk. He was pierced through for our offenses. He was crushed for our sins. Upon Him lies the chastisement that gives us peace. By his wounds we are healed. Christ took our sins upon his body and was nailed to the cross so that we might die to sin and live for holiness. By his wounds we are healed. Almighty, ever-living God, whom, taught by the Holy Spirit, we dare to call our Father, Bring, we pray, to perfection on our hearts the spirit of adoption as your sons and daughters, that we may merit to enter into the inheritance which you have promised. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen.